Gay Show. Where smart is the new sexy. And now, April Hunter. Hello, all you beautiful, smart, and sexy people. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for being so patient about us not being here last week. We had some shiz to do, but we appreciate you being back here tonight and keeping us company. Hola, hola, big wig, kahuna, chuck, winona, hi, Alex. Thank you for being here, all of you joining us now. So we got lots to talk about tonight, lots of things to cover. There's a lot going on in the world, but first... My gorgeous co-host, Ray Hernandez. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? I feel like <laughs> I feel like I fell off my bike. Like I have yeah. all that shit. Colin's here. Can we should we stop the show? What's up, Colin? AB Twitch is here. Yeah. You said big wig. You said uh uh Braithwaite. Yes, that's Alex. That's Alex. Oh, it's Alex. Yeah, yeah. Jesus big wig, Christ. what's up? Thanks for waiting on me. <laughs> so tonight you didn't have to. I was actually early. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Red Sunny, hi. What's up with that? Yeah, so we we changed we changed over. We decided to move our YouTube over to my YouTube channel, and hopefully people got the message. Um, sometimes you know that doesn't always go through. But if you are new here and you're visiting from my YouTube channel, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to our podcast. We're smart as the new sexy, and we talk about everything. I know this is the first time it's live on the April Hunter YouTube channel, but we kind of cover everything. We do a lot of real talk. We do relationship stuff. We do uh, esoteric uh, topics. We talk about the things that mainstream media will not cover. We teach karate. Um, we teach karate here live. We teach karate. We do some pet flexing. Uh, <laughs> Ray will take his clothes off every once in a while when it gets a little slow. So no, yeah, no, hi. no. <laughs> hang in there and we're going to try and help you live your best life, inspire you and give you information that you need to know. Um, yeah. So, and, and for people who aren't aware, yes, we do flex them titties. If you throw those biddies, so right. Twitch, Twitch offers biddies. And when you, you know, it's, it's kind of like making it rain when you make it rain, we, we do our best to uh, treat you well, treat you well back. So that, that is right. That is what is happening there. <laughs> yeah. So is it cold where you are? Is it cold where all of y'all are? Is it cold? It's, of course it's cold. I know. It's even cold here in Florida, which I love. Somebody, I had two uh, people that I know that went to Florida um, yeah. last week and they were like, it was like 60 degrees. Yeah. Is that normal? Like, is that changed over the last couple of years or whatever? As far as, thank you, Red Sunny. Like, was as it always like 60 degrees during yeah. uh, January? Okay, so that's normal yeah. then. Yeah, but our 60 degrees is uh, a lot of people make a make a big deal out of, oh, it's 57 degrees and people are cold here. But our temperature generally, whatever our Fahrenheit temperature is, feels about 15 degrees cooler. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 60 degrees is going to feel 45 down here because we have so much humidity and so much wind. So forty five is great, though. I like. Yeah, the colder the the or the uh, the more humid the air is. Uh, the less likely you are to retain heat in your body. It, it pulls the heat away um, from what I understand. It just feels but different. How long does it stay cold? Here? Not yeah. long enough. <laughs> so what, Matter of so fact, we say? usually experience like a heat, a heat wave in February and then yeah, it doesn't, you might get two months. So when I, when I go over there in March, it's going to be hot, right? Um. Don't know. That's that could that that could be 
it, it might be hot. It might be cold. Because I'm so as of April, too. it starts picking back up for sure okay. in the eighties, and by by May we're in the nineties, and we're back to like the nine months of you know ninety five, ninety six degree weather. So okay, all right, yeah, all right. I'm happy yeah. with that. I'll, 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 uh, you know, I'll deal with that. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, j- just so you guys know, um, we're gonna have a guest join us—a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. a former announcer, uh, ring announcer for TNA Wrestling over in Australia, mate. I got, I got, <laughs> I have a um, boy, I have, crikey, yeah, crikey. I have, I have his theme song here. He's gonna be sitting in the waiting room here while we're doing the show. So uh, when when he's ready to jump on, I'll hit him up. And his name is Pierce Austin. Yeah, <laughs> Pierce Austin. Awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. awesome. He's a really cool dude, man. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to meet him. So we're going to cover, which I'm excited about too, because I've talked to Pierce for years. I was supposed to do his show, and and I believe he had one too. He has one. Uh, and, Pierce uh, has a great podcast platform. Yeah, for me to do it. I, I, yeah, I had to do it like 7, 8 in the morning because of the time difference, and I was like, fuck that. So, <laughs> Yo, April, I love your background. Do you like it? It's nice. That was courtesy of my fans sending Amazon gift cards. Thank you to all of you who sent gift cards. This is where where they go. They go into the backgrounds and the lights and things like that. That's I reinvest. Beautiful. So I'm digging that, man. I love the Amazon gift cards. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I think somebody sent me one the other day, and I didn't get a chance to check my email. So um, I need to check that. I, I saw it and didn't register. So um, yes, uh, that's that's what I did. And I turned the light on, and all we saw on film like the was sun. just this, yeah, it was just this bright <laughs> thing, and you couldn't read any of the letters. And I was like, "Shit, shit." So I mean, it looked um, cool. Yeah. So it's not it's not able to be lit up, but it's going to look great for parties at my house. So oh, War Demon, what's up? Hello, mm-hmm. hello. So yeah, today I thought we would talk about a bunch of different things. Um, we we're going to cover, and as you know, right now. Tucker Carlson is interviewing, I believe, Putin live, right? Right now. So, right now. So, future, future that, vice president of the United States, by the way, folks. <laughs> I know. So, what we, you know, we'll, we might touch touch on that. We will touch on uh, the Vince McMahon thing, mm-hmm. uh, which somebody sent me a tweet that I sent back in two, tw- 2020 mm-hmm. about Ashley Mazzaro. And they said, well, this tweet aged like fine wine. And I resent it out again. Mm-hmm. And hello, Pierce. How yeah, are he's you? Here. He's here. Yeah. He's here. Good day, legends. Good day, legends. Um, we will talk about um we'll probably talk touch on the uh, war tactics and the psyop going on that a lot of people don't seem to quite understand. Um, one of the things I wanted to tell you about, you know, I like I have uh, these feelings and predictions and I can see patterns. Mm-hmm. I discovered something last week about oh, um, something called a uh, nine repeat allele um, regarding the indigenous community. And I wanted to explain that because a lot of people um, are kind of messed up from it. Okay. Um, I, I got well, stuff. To, I got stuff too. I know you got, we were going to talk about the invasion and the prepaid uh, uh, in, migrant credit cards. And, yep, and migrant credit cards. Guys with the middle which, fingers. and Yeah. Which is always uh Coming, if coming from a, a Latino, a mm-hmm. Latino's opinion yes. on all of this, and coming from an OnlyFans model, I'm not, I'm not doing porn. Don't get excited. But coming from an OnlyFans model, I saw a story about a, a woman who was advertising her OnlyFans page on her car, 
and was asked to keep that car off her child, her kid's school when she was picking them up. And I thought we could discuss that as well. No way. So, yeah, way. Yes, way. Oh, okay. And, I, and I, I, I researched into that and I researched into some other situations regarding that. And I just want to see what everybody thinks. So we'll, we'll touch on all that. Where do you, you want to go first? You also sent me this doom and, and I sent you a video. Yes. Well, you want to just jump into that real quickly first? Yeah, let's do it. We have a gloom and doom video, you guys. We'll just start right off. We'll go right. We'll go deep right away. It's gloom and doom. Yeah. Yeah, it's gloom and doom, but it's not. So we just want you to, we want you to know things because knowledge is power and knowledge is supposed to make you feel empowered. Yes. Whereas the news usually makes you feel emotional, angry, depressed. So when you know things, you know how to handle them. Mm-hmm. So here we go. See how much this is a Matt attack yeah. on Instagram. He's um, pretty unemotional about things. He's not left. He's not right. He just calls it down the middle for the most part as much as possible. All right. So I'm going to, all right. You can see most of this, right? Yeah. All right. Let me just start it over here. Here we go. Why am I not hearing his voice? Is there a reason? I, oh, you have duh. To try unmute it as usual. And then okay. rewind. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. I'll put it right there. Yeah. Ready? Here we go. This message is a bit of doom and gloom, a warning. So you're not blindsided by it. This is just the beginning. I'm sorry, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. Remember this exact time four years ago? COVID was a whisper. President Trump was acquitted from his impeachment trial. The Democrats were a chaotic mess with a pathetic pillow fight between Mayor Pete and Joe Biden and Liz Warren. And the popular Bernie Sanders was being forced out. The Democratic Iowa caucus had just run into a three-day delay in their vote counting due to technical issues, foreshadowing perhaps. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Miami Super Bowl without the help of Swifty. The economy was strong. President Trump was trending. And for most, life was good. Then it happened. Just a few days later, a cruise ship in Japan is quarantined. First case in Seattle. First case in New York. China is shut down. Italy is shut down. WHO says this is just the tip of the iceberg. Joe Biden is starting to win primaries. And we were told to stay home for your safety, to flatten the curve. To save grandma. May 25th, 2020, 8 minutes, 46 seconds. I can't breathe. Burn the cities. COVID is important, but not as important to funding the police. Burn the cities, but don't go to the gym or to eat or to your cousin's wedding or see your grandchild being born. Burn the cities, but vote from home. Voter ID is racist. Burn the cities, mostly peaceful. It happened fast. And before we knew it, the world had changed forever. It's only February. We haven't even hit the brunt of it yet. It's going to get worse before it gets better. They will try to divide by race, by gender, by sexuality, by political affiliation. They will try to make you turn on your neighbor, MAGA domestic terror. They will try to silence you. Interesting that all the CEOs of the tech companies were just in Washington. History repeats itself. That's why it's important to learn and remember. Because when the time comes, stay awake. And stick together. Not this time. Wow. So the reason we want you to know this is because it's very easy to be played as a pawn. It's very easy to be uh, manipulated and divided. It's very easy to be distracted on all the things that they are trying to distract you with all these. I mean, it really is a cold war going on there. It's very much a psyop 
uh, situation that they are doing to us. Um, so we want you to be aware of this. We want you to stay united. We want you to realize that the left and the right is basically bullcrap just to keep us divided. And if you play into that, that you're doing exactly what they want, you're falling into the manipulate, you know, you're falling into the, to the divide and conquer agenda. And we just want you to understand what's really happening so that you have your eyes wide open and you can make your own decisions. So a lot of times you're not getting the whole story. It's very difficult to make an informed decision when you're uninformed. And when you're only getting part of the story. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the media is the fourth branch of the American government now. And that's the way it is for a lot of global um, entities. And they use their corporate uh, bought and paid for media to steer us and fear us any which way they want. So you have to understand this and understand what's, what's happening and how it's affecting you and how we're letting it affect us. Jesus. Which, I mean, it's, it's, you know, information is king. Yes, it uh, is. Knowledge, knowledge is that, king. That's why, that's why we weren't allowed to ask any questions. That's why if we asked questions, we were shot down and belittled and shamed and people posting information other than the, the narrative were censored and deplatformed. Yeah. And you have to, you know, you have to recognize that information, actually the sale of information has far surpassed the, the sale, the, the cost of the, uh, the sale of oil globally uh you know three four times over they, they that's why they want you to download an app for everything so they can collect your information information is so vitally valuable so mm -hmm. and they want to be the keeper of it all and and push you any which way you know it's funny here in new york city you remember we, we had the conversation regarding the price congestion and the uh the cameras and stuff so they started um installing cameras which people are not paying attention to but these cameras are not situated um, to uh, they're, they're not uh, toll cameras. They're cameras going out of the city. And they said, no, 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 don't worry. These are not toll cameras leaving the city. We're just trying to get some information. We're trying to get, you know, get statistics and numbers and bullshit. Hmm. I think I think these are facial recognition cameras. Probably. Hey, I don't know who needs to hear this. Mm -hmm. But these observational cameras and these ticket cameras, by the way, have up to five pounds of copper in them. Just me, information. Them? That's all. Just information. Copper, copper I just sheet. know that in some areas, there have been thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars made. That's all. I'm just passing it along. It's random fun facts. Well, I mean, uh, speaking of thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, there's a... um. A story that's been going on here in New York City, <clears throat> April, with um. Now I'm sure you you guys are all familiar with the whole migrant situation. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys know what's going on in New York City. They're starting it here, but um, let me just play this little quick. It's like a three minute video, mm -hmm. and it'll kind of break things down. I just wanted to hear your guys' thought process on uh, on this and a conversation that I have with uh my cousin. She's a left leaning liberal. We were going back and forth about this. And uh, why don't you just he hear this and then we'll we'll quickly chat about what the hell's going on and what, you know, where this. Anyway, let me just play it. Here, here we go. Three, two, one. Tonight, New York City's mayor pushing back on criticism of a new $50 million program to hand out prepaid debit cards to migrant families. Oh, my God. 
dispel the rumor that we gave American Express cards to everyone. Adams insisting the prepaid cards would curb the cost of inefficient food distribution that has led to expensive food waste, potentially saving taxpayers roughly $7 million a year, adding the cards can... I just want to stop it real Wait, quick. Wait, how do you save the taxpayers when the taxpayers are paying for it? Okay, so to see, and this is... um, I'll let this commercial play out. paying for that? So I, I stopped it for a reason because I was having this uh, conversation with my cousin and she, she was fighting me on this and she was saying, well, that's not, um, it's not, it's government money. Where does the government get their money? And that's what I said to her. I said, I said, money from us. I said, where does the government get the money to fund this? How old is this person? Did they get to high school? Much, much, much older than than I, she went to college and everything. Dumb. I I just, I'm sorry. I'm not even meaning to insult your cousin. I'm just saying basic stuff that we, do they not learn this? Well, hold on. I'm going to continue the video, but Hi, here's Steve. the thing. Hi, Steve. This is the thing that pisses me off. It's like, you know, what I notice about very far left leaning liberals. And again, if you're a liberal, I apologize for what I'm about to say, but it's the truth. You, it's like they, it's, they can see plainly what's wrong with this. And because they, they refuse to think right down the middle or they refuse to kind of lean a little conservative when it comes to these things, they'll stand by it, even though it makes absolutely no sense. And I agree with you. There's a cute hat on April. Just yeah. Uh, let me just finish playing this. Cause this, this, this actually really, I don't, re- yeah, I don't get it. Okay. Come on. Really angered me as a taxpayer. Adams insisting the prepaid cards would curb the cost of inefficient food distribution that has led to expensive food waste, potentially save the food waste is coming from these people that are coming from other countries that just don't like the taste of the food here because it's not what they're used to. Just throwing that out there. Saving taxpayers roughly seven million dollars a year. And I agree with you, April. Seven million dollars. How are you saving? <laughs> if they weren't here, we wouldn't be spending that money. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have to save any money. Anyway. Adding the cards can only be used for food and baby supplies with a limit of up to $1,000 per month for a family of four. If this is successful, we're going to expand it even more. The pilot program drawing immediate criticism, including from rapper 50 Cent, who went on to social media to vent his frustration, writing, maybe Trump is the answer. I told um, 50 Cent to hit me up. I would. Who talks that way? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I, I mean it uh, to him. And over the weekend, Texas Governor Greg Abbott joining the choir of criticism while on Fox News, calling the program insanity. It may be the most reprehensible thing that I've seen take place over the past 48 hours. It's the latest effort by New York City officials to deal with the ongoing migrant surge. More than 173,000 migrants and asylum seekers have arrived in New York City since the spring of 2022. Do you want me to stop at any point? Oh my God, yeah. So meanwhile, people here can't get EBT cards, Americans who need them. And um, uh, sorry, I saw a comment here that was a big week said left left wing liberals will set others on fire to keep people keep themselves warm. And and uh, I'm gonna tell you something. That number of 173,000, it's gonna be double or triple. I promise you that. I see it. Oh, I I, I mad respect to Texas for uh, going down and deciding to take things in their own hands. Now Arizona and California, where are you? Where are you on this? But they're 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 doing their own thing. And I saw a whole bunch of like civilian civilian military like people 
doing a, I don't know if this is, if you guys are aware of this, but you know, they've pissed off the people with the big trucks and the guns because now there is a convoy mm-hmm. heading to Texas to stop this from happening. So just like the truck convoy and you know, there's well, but, a farmer protest everywhere too. Well, my, my, my cousin, she says, and I quote, well, if the red States, she said, if the red States did more to participate in helping out, I said, no, but you, but you live, no, but I said, I said, but you live in a, in a red state. No. I said, you moved out of New York. No. I said, I'm you're never- talking from your soapbox. Yeah. Well, I live in a red state. I, yes. I live in Florida. I live in a red state. And we have a heavy Cuban population. We have brought in a lot of Cubans who who need to live here, who have escaped. So she's talking out of her ass because we have harbored a lot of people but they've they've done their best to do it the right way, and, and these are people that contribute to that to to society in a valuable way. A lot of them are in the medical profession. They contribute to, um, you know, when you think of Florida, you think of it being very Cuban. Yeah. So, but this, but this is the problem, April. Not only is this happening, but this was a matter of time. Um. So I'm not going to play all this stuff, but I I know you know about what happened here in New York. Maybe you don't know. Maybe the people don't know what happened in New York City. Uh, also recently with the with the with the poor migrants trying to get away from, you know, all this uh, debauchery in their countries. Check this out. Mm-hmm. They walked across the border for a better life, but now they are walking out in handcuffs after police say their American dream was to commit crime. Anything you want to say for yourself? How did these migrants end up on the wrong side of the law? Police say it did not happen overnight and that they are organized criminals accused of being a part of a citywide robbery pattern. Migrants preying on vulnerable New Yorkers in New York City, over 60 victims committing crimes as robberies, grand larcenies, personal. Wow. How do they catch them? The camera inside as police plan and prepare. You'll see. And execute a search warrant. Police say a ringleader of the group has been recruiting migrants who recently arrived in the city to do his dirty work. He even had a so-called inside man able to hack into cell phones. Believe it or not, that he has his own IT guy in there, apparently breaking into the phones. Police also believe the group is responsible for committing violent crimes. They're using stolen mopeds to ride up behind innocent New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to show this video. Okay, so I told you guys a month ago that this ha- this was going on, like or like before Christmas. So my friend was in New York uh, doing a show, and mm-hmm. the taxi driver told him that all these migrants, he said, you see all those um, scooters and mopeds over there parked. There's tons of them. He said, they're all doing the underground crime. They're doing the, uh, like the cartel work. Yeah. So remember we put that on, we were talking about it on here. He's so they're the cartel is recruiting them to do their work for them. Yeah. Yeah. Check, check this out. Steal their cell phones, their purses. This surveillance video this police say shows a victim holding on to a purse. The oh, thief oh, shit. dragging the victim. Chief of Detectives Joseph Kenny tells us this is more than disturbing. What message does this send to anyone, whether migrant or not, who believe they can commit crime? We're not going to tolerate this. This is an organized criminal enterprise where the cell phones are being stolen from orders. Police arriving to this apartment building on Bronx Park East. All right. I think you got enough enough of that. And also, if you guys know about the migrants that attacked uh, police officers. 
um, in New York City, they basically beat the shit out of two cops that were trying to uh, arrest this one migrant who was being disorderly. And check this out, guys and gals. They were immediately released in ba on bail. Oh, wow. Free of bail. No bail. And uh, I'll show you this real quickly. I don't know if you guys took a, took a look at the thumbnail, but I'll throw up the thumbnail really quickly. Um, the thumbnail is going to show, oh, I don't even don't have it, but it shows one of the migrants just throwing up two middle fingers. And that's what they would do because it was a joke. It was a mm. joke to them. It was a joke to them because they know that they can come here and do whatever the fuck they want and not suffer any. Yeah. Repercussions. I think Pierce it, is ready to come on whenever. Even is asking if that's the norm in New York or in yes. other areas. It is wow. the norm here in New York. So I wanted to, um, wow. Yeah, well, you're supposed to move out of there and move to Florida. It's going to happen soon. You, Don't worry about it. You guys need to look up. We'll get, hang on with Pierce. We'll bring him on in a second. Mm -hmm. You guys need to look up the interview at the Polish, um, is it the Polish president or the PM, where he has decided to do zero immigration and they tried to call him a racist for it and he's like it, it was great he's like i don't care if you call me a racist you can call me whatever you want if the people have elected me to keep them safe i care about my family and we're not doing any immigration he goes we have family values here we want to keep people safe you can call me whatever you want and i was like mm -hmm. where are these people this is what we need oh my god because as soon as you call somebody racist in this country, they start going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. They start having a heart attack. Like, this is the worst thing you call call them. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, well, just shrug that shit off. Like, oh, my God. So one of the things I wanted to talk about that I know I don't think uh, I just wanted to bring this up mm -hmm. real fast. And then we'll bring um, Pierce on mm -hmm. is this was a story that, that fascinated me. I read a story online um, about a woman who for her whole life, she thought she was uh, native, native American. So she grew up and believed that they had a history of native American in their whole family. They had artifacts, they had all these things, they had pictures and arrowheads and hmm. all this stuff. And she truly believed she was native. Hmm. And um, then she did a DNA test. Uh -oh. And it turns out that she had no native American. In she was German. So she read something, she hmm. learned that during the Trail of Tears, and if you guys don't know what this is, you should look it up. During the Trail of Tears, the government, we are we are a history of invasions, you guys. We're, that's in the world. The history of the world is invasions. So, yeah. so the government pushed all the natives, especially the Cherokee, out west. And they took their land. Like basically whatever you could carry on your back was all you could take. So mm. they took their land and their beds and their furniture and their pots and pans and their dishes and their everything, their, their photo, whatever they had. I didn't have photographs back then, but their artwork, whatever they had. And mm -hmm. they auctioned that off in parcels. And she said her family historically had inherited one of those parcels. And for some reason they believed they were native. And she wrote and she goes, talk about cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting, right? I was like, oh my God. But then I went somewhere where I met a Cherokee woman mm. and there's no arguing that this woman was Cherokee. Oh. She looked Cherokee and she had all the Cherokee history books and what? what? No, I said, how? You know, oh, oh, I get it. Sold it. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know. And she said to me, 
she said she took a DNA test and she goes, mm. I thought my whole life I was Cherokee. You know, like her, her grandmother's name was like running bear. Oh, Jesus. So she says in the DNA test that came up, I had no native American in me. She goes, I don't understand mm. it, but I guess I'm not native. And then she said, and my son took a, gen- a genetic test as well. And it came up with no native in him. But and alarm yeah. bells are ringing. Cause this is how I figure things out. I talk to people. I'm like, oh. wait a second. Hold on. What's the likelihood of three people who are Native Americans showing up as not Native American? So I get online and I start looking mm-hmm. and I didn't even have to fill it out in the search. How come the DNA test didn't show that I was Native American just automatically came up? So I start digging and I start digging. All right. So there is a specific marker for people who are indigenous across the way, like oh, just across. And it's called a, hang on, I want to make sure I get it right. A nine repeat allele. Mm. So this is the DNA marker for, and they know this, they know this. And this marker will prove that you are Native American, even if you only have a little bit. So whether you know this or not, if you are Native American, you are entitled to certain things, including compensation. A various thing. If you have a certain amount in you, you're entitled to certain compensations. So if you cannot prove that you're native, you cannot access that compensation. Guess who owns the DNA tests? The parent company. The Clintons. BlackRock. Shut up. You talking about Dwayne Johnson? No. BlackRock, Vanguard, Blackstone. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry, it's Blackstone. Blackstone. I'm sorry, Blackstone. BlackRock, Blackstone. They're they're the same thing. Just you know, cut one's off the other. So no Blackstone. Way. Sorry, Blackstone owns the major DNA company. So there's one or two that will register this nine repeat uh, allele, and that's that's you have to make sure if you are native and you're indigenous, you have to re- do your research and make sure that your DNA test is capable of um, recognizing or registering a nine repeat allele marker. So that is very important because a lot of them will not. And for example, here's a situation going on locally here in Florida, Uh Tarpon Springs. There's a sacred burial ground that is a Native American burial ground and nobody wants anybody to develop there. But yeah, and exactly, um, (laughs) exactly. Blackstone has their hands in everything, Steve. So, but unfortunately the developers are coming in and they want to build like a strip mall in the, in a Marina area and a, um, a restaurant there and the people are fighting it and the natives have come forth and said, this is our burial ground. Uh, you can't build here. And because they couldn't prove anything, they've overwhelmingly been voted down and they're going to build there and develop there anyway, and put them put the restaurant in and the and all the shop the shopping there. Did you know? Uh, you know, I did one of those DNA test gimmicks, mm-hmm. and I have actual uh, Native American in my blood. My great 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 grandfather, his name was uh was something like uh, Steve uh, Empty Wallet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let me, let and and me. hi hi everybody joining us late. Hello, Fred. Hello, 
everyone. So, yeah, that's it. I just wanted to relay that story. This is a. This is going to be his theme theme music. Ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing in all the way from down under Australia, mate. TNA ring announcer. That's TNA Wrestling's ring announcer. The host of The Truth, podcaster, and all around one hell of a man. It is my friend. Pierce Austin. Tommy Kangaroo down there, sport. <laughs> G'day. G'day, mate. <laughs> Nobody says that in Australia, right? No, we, we actually do. And it's actually funny mm-hmm. when I speak to people from overseas, I go, G'day. And they're like, what? Yeah. We drop the C word like every second word. Like I'll say. I do too. Mom, yeah. Like my mom will call and go, hey, what's up? that's just what we do i don't know if i can say that on the i'm like oh Oh, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say there pierce so pierce is um pierce is a good buddy of mine uh pierce uh you know you have a fantastic fucking podcasting platform you like talking professional wrestling and i think one of the best one of the cool things we are going to talk about Vince mcmahon in this whole situation so maybe you can give your your you know dimes and nickels what do you guys use over there shillings what the hell you guys use two cents Two cents, right? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, we, yeah, we spilled the tea on it. But, you know, it's interesting. I was hearing you guys talk about the DNA testings and stuff. And my mom actually went and did a, one of those DNA testing kit things. Mm-hmm. And her father never met his biological father. Mm-hmm. So, and they, we never really got the full story if he was half Aboriginal or what he was because he was always different to what his siblings was, were. Mm-hmm. So my mum did a DNA test and it came up that she had like a, a high percentage of Chinese what? and then we had no idea. And then my cousin, who was my mum's brother's son, took the, the DNA test, put no comparison that they were connected whatsoever. And he got a percentage, which was like the next generation down, but had a percentage of Chinese, but less than what my mum had. But so everything you know, else was matching. You know and then my cool? other cousin. Sorry? Huh? I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, but, yeah, that that DNA stuff is wild though. It is crazy. It is. It's 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 very interesting. It's crazy how they can uh, like predict what you did too by your, you know, like mine came up as warrior farmer, uh, you know, that type of thing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, of course, it came up as like Iceland and and you know your you know Scotland and so you're like Zena. Denmark hmm? and Spain like and Spain. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, believe, believe it or not, my shit came back. This is a shoot. I'm like half Portuguese. I believe it. Yeah, fucking Portuguese. (laughs) I'm half Portuguese, Italian, Greece, and Spanish, and the rest is African from the waist down. Yeah, my my, my, my my wife actually bought me one of these DNA kits years ago, and I just never did it. Eh? I was just like, no. Nah. Yeah, don't, you wouldn't <laughs> want to be in the system, right? Gamble I'm like, I'm, I'm Australian. I'm Australian. That's what I take it is. I'm born, born and just, just just so you guys know, Australia doesn't exist. He's not a real person. He's just a uh, what do you call it? A, a AI generated. There you go. So, yeah. you know. They just copied Ben Hameen and they copied uh, Ray Hernandez and they mixed the two and put some random accent next to it. <laughs> on the ways down. Right. Go ahead. So are you, are you guys dealing with a farmer revolt down there like everywhere else is? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it was actually on the news the other night um, that like local, like sort of smaller farms, like the Australian farms, mm-hmm. like the family farm, sorry, 
uh, are being sort of pushed out and you look at sort of like the major grocery store chains which have their their own sort of major farms like the Woolworths and the Coles which we have down here um so yeah it, it's it's definitely happening i think the the bigger the bigger boys in the industry are, are pushing out the smaller family owned um you know farms which have been and probably you know have been owned for generations and generations which is kind of sad to see yeah well i mean it's it's if they control the food they can control everything including the disease because your diet is everything so they mm. can they can put whatever they want in the food and you can be an endless medical you know uh pay patient according to whatever they put you on you could just be disease maintenance your whole life if they do what they do like to our food where they put tons of corn syrup and soy and crap in it so i was was talking real quick i was talking to our other boy jimmy t and remind me to ask you about what you guys went through during the COVID lockdowns Uh, you know jimmy t right yeah, yeah, Jimmy Chase, my boy, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yo, how sure. come you guys never did a podcast? Two Australians doing a podcast. How come that? We've ever- done stuff. We've done stuff for PwC. We've done stuff for Hummy Media Group. Yeah, man, he's reached out to me a few times. But the dude, he wants me to watch AEW, bro, and I can't oh, no. pull myself through that shit. We'll do that here. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that, bro. But, um, but I'm sorry, I, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I can't forget to ask you to kind of briefly tell us for people that don't know the hell that you guys went through in Australia during the lockdowns. It was way different than probably any other place in the country or in the world. No, yeah. we were, we were put in under, uh, under forced lockdown, um, which was pretty much like if you were out uh, at a certain time, like we had a curfew at 9 PM. I didn't abide to that shit and I never got a find or anything. And if they did, I would have just given it to my lawyer and said, <laughs> deal with this because like, I thought the lockdown was bullshit. I thought it, it, it was what it was. Um, you know, COVID was, uh, you know, a, a terrible time. I think our government here in Australia handled it really, really terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys had I it for think, a year, right? A whole year. Yeah, Long we run. had. We, yeah, like we had two stints of lockdown, which were like one. I think the first one was like three or four months, and then the second one, which was about five months. Which the second lockdown we had, my youngest son was born, and we went into lockdown three weeks after he was born. So for five months we were in lockdown and I remember like me and my wife, you know, taking him and our other children out to like just the shopping mall, like when we were finally allowed out. Right. And he was like five months old and eyes were just like, what the fuck is this? His world only existed inside this house and inside our, you know, and he only saw like me, my wife, his brother, his sister, maybe the occasional grandparent visit here and there. It's like flowers in the attic. Yeah, but they restricted how many people could come to your house. Like, if you could have a gathering, you could only have like two people at your house. Wow. Um, how did my, they reinforce my, it though? I heard, I heard Jimmy was telling me that uh, that they stitches. were locking people up and shit. Yeah, I heard they were up. making you guys turn on each other, and they were beating people down, and you could only have like an hour outside per day, and Is that it was true? crazy. Yeah, yeah, like they they had at one point um, put a restriction on. Um, uh, you know, how many people you could have at your house. Like you couldn't have functions and anything like that during the second lockdown as well. Uh, my wife's grandfather passed away as, as everyone had losses and everyone has losses. That's just the way of life. Um, but I saw how that affected like my mother-in-law, my wife, you know, my wife's siblings, her relatives to have her, their grandfather pass away, who was such a, a close, um, st- you know, strong part of their family unit. Right. 
just passed away and they were not able to get together and grieve for it. And, and you know what I mean? Like it, it's terrible, but you know, and it, when you think oh, it was, he was old, people were like expecting it sort of thing. But even then when someone goes and it's like, yeah, like I saw this group of people that were just breaking down and they couldn't grieve together. Like I could gr- like be there for my wife, but it's like she wanted to be with her mom. And and you know what I mean? Like that's understandable in that situation. And and that was really hard. There were people that were like on their deathbed and their children couldn't even fly in and see them before they passed and stuff like that. And like they would have exceptions, but the people that would get exceptions would be like the politicians. Yeah, no worries. The politician can have like an extra three or four people there. Our prime minister at the time, he turned around and said, oh, yo, at COVID, no, the – go on living your normal lives. Don't take your children out of school, continue to go to work. But the first thing he did was take his children out of fucking school. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so you you know what I mean? Like they're telling us one thing and then they'll go and do the opposite for themselves. So like it it came to a point where like, we were just like, you know what, after a while, you know, me and my family, our take on it is if we get it, we get it. Like we had people protesting and we had people, you know, throwing ink bombs and, you know, shit at police. And there were police officers, which at the end of the day, like police officers, their political views don't um, factor into their job. So whether they're there, they're doing, they're there to do a job. They're not there. They're not there to protest they're not there to have their political view heard they're there to protect and serve the community and when i saw police getting absolutely destroyed and having ink bombs and you know all that sort of shit just thrown at them it's just like this is not the society that we are this is not the country that australia is this is not how we as a nation present ourselves we just like you know what i mean we don't have these violent outbursts and these sort of things and to see that happen it was like you know i don't agree with it but i could see that the frustration i went through mental downfalls and stuff where like depression and stuff like that was kicking in because it was like i would literally be working in my office for my shoot job monday to friday in my home office and then leave my home office go outside for a smoke or like see my kids and stuff like that go back in and then it was like that's all i was seeing so Mm -hmm. for a person who's always been out and about who's never a homebody like this it, it, it drove me insane so i can understand the level that people got to i just think that it got to too high of a level and i think that it could have been managed a lot better sorry to go on they, wait, they shut the internet off on you guys too and how welcome everybody joining us hello wolf they shut didn't they shut the internet off on you guys at some point too no i thought no. they did i, I, I heard i heard that they and tell, tell me if i'm wrong and this is very serious i heard that they actually trained um kangaroos to shoot weapons at people that were walking around without masks is that true in wallabies no, they didn't train them to shoot. They trained them to kick. So they just come. Okay. Yeah. Did they have the so big, the the gloves, the big yeah. boxing gloves on, like April in the picture there? Yeah, man. That's that's they don't have paws. Actually, are born with the gloves. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christmas. That is that is terrifying. Their their Pierce. That's- oh man, kangaroo is delicious, but you should try it. What you've eaten a I, fucking giant a rat monster? Game. No, it's kangaroos are. Kangaroos are a delicacy here in Australia. They are. They're they're they're, they're, a, they're a fucking pest. No, 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 no. Seriously, you get kangaroo, but you have to cook it perfectly. Mwah. If you overcook it, it's like rubber. Mm. Huh? It's like like alligator. Mm. What? 
Yeah, it's like eating alligator. Yeah, you're eating you're eating alligators. This one's over here eating kangaroos. All we eat is fucking chicken here in New York City. If it moves, if it has muscle, you can eat it. Really right. lean, pro- really really lean protein kangaroo. Get, like if you're trying to like get in shape, like yeah, yeah, horses big, like uh, that. Yeet. You get you get one of those. <laughs> So let's talk, April. Allie. Hi, Allie. Now I'm just walking and people come in here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming, you know, for being here tonight. Thank you, Pierce, for being here. My um, pleasure. So um that's that's pretty extreme. I, I remember the only place I could see what was going on with Australia was Twitter. Mm, yeah. You know, right. This was and before Elon had Twitter, it was still kind of the only free place as close to it then as you know, there's nothing, you can see anything on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. So, um, you know, people were posting their, their, their rants and their videos and their, you know, how the police were treating them and all that. Do you think it would have been different if Australia was not unarmed? Ah, good question. No. Um, I think if, if, if Australia was, was armed. I think it would have increased more like gun violence. Yeah. Australia is a country which has very little, um, gun violence, violence in in general. Um, no, I think Australia goes a bit extreme when they police things. Mm -hmm. And by, by saying that, like a few years ago, we had the, in Kings cross, which is in Sydney. I'm not sure if you guys heard about it, but Kings cross is like, the was the big party hub of Sydney. Like you go to King's cross back in the day, like 20 years ago was one of the most violent places in Sydney. There was a lot of like bikers, gangs, um, you know, organized crime, all operating with the guns, right. And the boxing gloves, uh, operating in King's cross. Um, but, uh, about 10, 50 or so years ago, they had these guys getting uh, these one punch attacks. And it was this 18 year old kid that got punched in the back of the head, fell to the ground. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. They've so, seen that here in New York City, too, all over. Yeah. So for me, like I worked in security in pubs and clubs, and I always understood no one just gets punched in the head for no reason. You know what I mean? Like there's obviously psychopaths out there and, and nut jobs out there, but even then, you have to trigger them for something. And like I said, what did this kid actually do to deserve to get punched in the back of the head? Cause I feel like, you know, it, it's a cowardice act. If you're going to go for someone, like let them see it coming, like let right. them have, have a chance to get you or defend themselves. But so our, our new South Wales government turned around and said, right, we're going to put restrictions in for nightlife. So Kings cross, which was a 24 seven, like part of Sydney, as, as other clubs and nightclubs around Sydney, they then had to close at 3 a.m. They wouldn't allow anyone new to come into the venue after 1 p.m. They would then stop serving drinks at 2.30 a.m. Hmm. Hmm. You mean 1 a.m.? No more no more entries, right? Like no more entry. Like okay, you, gotcha. If you leave, you can't come back. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Are you guys dealing with the migrant, migrant crisis over there as well? Oh, dude! Like Australia, <laughs> like, like, yeah. dude, we're we're the most like multicultural country like in the world. Like, we have a lot of people that come over here to Australia. Are you having illegals come into your country? 
like we have <sighs> here. In, in the yeah, I, like I, I believe it. It would be happening. I just don't think that they, the media, really shines a huge light on it. But people like for, for immigrants, they can come to Australia. The Australian government puts them up in a house, puts them in housing. Like yeah. we've got um, a detention center for illegal immigrants. Like it's almost like a prison where they keep yeah. a lot of these people right. In. Right, it's happening it's like everywhere. Five star hotel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's happening in Canada, it's happening in England, it's happening in Germany, it's hap- it's global, it's happening everywhere. And my theory as to why it's happening in America is they're trying to change the demographics. Mm. And I think once they change the demographics completely, because we've had more immigrants come in than we've had births this past year. So That's if they wrong. change that demographic, they don't have uh, natural, they don't have naturally born Americans. And once you get people here who don't care about the history, don't know the history, they can then get rid of the constitution, which mm. is the only thing that protects the people against the government. So mm. if you're not familiar with our constitution, which you probably are people that were a lot smarter than we are, who had seen so much government abuse previously, drafted a document knowing that governments abuse power with a bunch of rules for governments to abide by that placed a certain amount of power and protection with the people. And that is our law in America. And they have been slowly stripping that away because laws are for governments, whereas the constitution Mm. is for the people. So if you can change the people out, you can get rid of the constitution and then you can do whatever you want. But then you get, it's also changing the values. Like I look at, mm-hmm. you know, my, here in Australia, how I grew up in the eighties and nineties <clears throat> where it was like, everyone was like, we were always outside. Everyone was friendly. You'd be walking down the street, people you don't know. G'day. Hey, y'all. Okay. And you just keep walking. Right. Like that's how it was. And it, it, it it's not like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's changed. And I think that that comes and this isn't like, I don't care. Like I'm not one of those people who's like, no, this is Australia. We have to protect us. Like, yeah, if you want to come and have a better life here, come contribute to our society, to our communities and, and be a part of it. Cool. You know what I mean? All is welcome. Uh, real quick. Cooper says, come on now, Pierce, you know, Australia isn't real. <laughs> ben told us several times, wake up, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, I, I think for the most part, like, you know, the, it comes down to, if we look at other countries, like if you take Thailand, for example, if you as a foreigner wanted to move to Thailand, it is extremely difficult. You cannot buy land. You cannot own a business. You know what I mean? Like there's all these things that you have to do, but like if we as a Western country or, or America as a Western country tried to put that same sort of restriction on people, man, there would be up. That would be upheaval. It would be upheaval. Yeah, that, that's the way it is in a lot of countries. Like, you can't buy land in Jamaica unless you're a Jamaican. I don't think you can buy land in Mexico unless you're Mexican or married to somebody Mexican. So, like, this is normal in other countries. So, why we have so many people able to buy up our land? <laughs> Because I I tell you why in America and Australia, we have the the woke snowflakes that would turn around and protest and get upset and kick and scream over it. Where in Jamaica and Thailand, they don't have that. They just follow instructions. Your government says that. Cool. No problem. We got you. Exactly. Well, there's a conspiracy theory that Australia, America, and Canada are being targeted 
by Chinese and Chinese nationals because China has basically screwed up its own country so badly. Hmm. They, they're running out of water hmm. and in uh, water uh, heavily, you know, water deprived uh, uh, areas, their land is actually sinking every year that there's so much pollution there that it's a situation of life or death and that they have to find another place to live. So they're looking at the three largest open areas to live. And that would be America, Canada, Australia. And that's where they want to take over. That's a conspiracy theory. Chinese money runs Australia without a Mm. doubt. Like that, a lot of the, the a lot of the China the Chinese they come to Australia they buy up land they buy up property and units and all this stuff leave them vacant they don't even live in them yeah they just but they buy it up because you got to think over in China like everything is so compressed and stacked on top of each other right so they come to Australia to buy a, like a shit house here in Australia which might cost say eight hundred thousand dollars over in. China is probably going to be like three times to four times the amount. Oh yeah, I think we should learn a little Mandarin, you know. Ni hao, <laughs> and welcome everybody joining us late. Hello, hello, Jamie, Chow Ni Man, hi, 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 and Daryl, hi. Yeah, Daryl says I-, I thought our government was bad. Aussies seem to have it worse. Yeah, well, it's actually funny. Like my um, local McDonald's in in my suburb where we live is notorious because our prime minister. Uh, during that uh, SCOMO, Scott Morrison. Apparently, there's a notorious story that when he was on a football trip in 1997, he stopped at that McDonald's and shit himself. And there's like these two cartoon character things now spray painted up on the wall saying, SCOMO 97, what a shit year. So, oh, really quickly, for, 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 for all you dicers out there, he, football, he's talking about soccer. Just throwing it out there. No, I'm talking about like real football. We like, talk rugby or American rugby, 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 man, rugby. Well, that's we don't wear pads and shit for the rugby. That's, that's, real, that's a real, that's a real person sport, right there, brother. Yeah, rugby's tough. Even Eva says I think a lot of countries are dealing with the same as us, except uh, except bumbling Joe. I I just think a lot of countries are dealing with exactly what we're dealing with because this mm. is a, a global movement to become a one world situation. Mm-hmm. So one world bank, one world government you know, all of that. So one world, one world economy, you know, speaking of one world, this is totally out of the blue real quick. I just have to ask you a quick question. You're going to talk about the Bob Marley movie. One love. No, no, no. Forget it. It's coming out. So, you you know, you know, my boys, professor and Tommy wonder, they do the old school wrestling show, the pro wrestling reflect. They were asking me, they were, they were having this, this conversation regarding you, April. Me? And whether, yeah. And whether you were a member of the NWO, weren't you? I was, I knew it. That's, that's how I, that's where I, well, I came in through them with, uh, with Steiner, right? Steiner. Yep. I knew it. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to do Did you win or? the bet? No. It's, was that when Steiner become the, like, that's when he cut, that's when, listen, that's, with the, that's when he cut the promo. Am I correct? When he cut the promo and he was like that. shortly before that, but right shortly after that. Yeah. It was the Ric Flair. Skin the Ric Flair puppy. promo, like changing chat. You better change the channel and watch the WWE. Yeah. That, yeah, that was the one. He's awesome. Anyway, mm-hmm. did you learn math from him? It was, uh, I got hired in 99 and at the very end, it was like Christmas 99. And then I started in 2000. Yeah. NWO 2000. You wouldn't know my buddy, uh, Alan, Alan Funk. He was around. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, Alan, Alan. Oh, Kiwi? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Alan. 
I was the first girl on TNA Impact ever to have a wrestling match. They didn't want to do female wrestling. So what they did was they put Alan Funk in a dress mm -hmm. and he was Miss TNA and yeah. I challenged him for his crown and sash. So that was the first ever yeah. women's wrestling match. I saw on that TNA. Yeah. Yes. Alan, Alan is hilarious. Is and awesome. at, the, at the end, TNA told him to strip my shirt off. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not getting paid enough for this. So I duct taped it. And you'll see him at the end of the match trying to get my zipper down. And I'm like, mm -mm, nope. <laughs> yeah, he's, a old, he's an old school dude, man. Alan, Alan's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, I like yeah. him. We should bring him on just to, to hear his voice. Yeah, I like I him. Used to, yeah. I used to produce his podcast. Oh, no. really? Yeah, really? about a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he did, uh, it was uh, Get Funked. And then he did one oh, with Angel. Was you? Yeah, yeah, I was producing that, and then uh, oh, he shit. did. How do I know um, that? He did uh, a another podcast with Angel called uh, the Funk and Kingpin Show, which that was just fucking money. That was hilarious. So, so, real quick, before we get into anything, and I know we usually do this at the end, but just really quickly, speaking of podcasts, what uh, what are you doing podcast wise mm -hmm. for people that don't uh, know who you are and what you do, and the people that you interview and stuff like that? Because you yeah. do a lot of really. Yeah, where great can they find you? Work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I host a podcast called True Story, uh, and we also do True Story Thursday. So two different uh, uh, aspects. So on a Tuesday night, I interview people uh, um, from around the world in, involved in professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, boxing, comedy, music, anything and everything. Um, and then on Thursday night, we do a kind of like a variety show. Uh, where we're running a couple of like really interesting segments, which I bring on a, a bunch of my friends. We talk shit. We talk about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling, sport, music, um, pop culture, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we do segments called Producer Wants a Wife, which we're currently looking for my producer, Akil, to find a girlfriend. So we've gone on the uh, hunt for that. We've had a couple of, we've had quite a few ladies uh, audition, oh, throw their hat in the ring, and we've had a couple come on and we've is had he, a is chat. He good looking? Is the guy good looking? Uh, it, it, it depends. He's in the eye of the beholder, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but you know, young Alex, we are trying to help him out, but we are going to go and uh, eventually have him go on dates with these women and uh, we're going to crash it with oh, the camera. Oh, that would be uh, amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and what day, what's the day that you, you're having April on your show, you said? I'm I'm down for whenever April wants to The be last on. time you were asking me, like, like 7, 8 months. in the morning, I was like, fuck that. That's so early. Oh. April seven eight in the morning is like fucking midnight. I like in the middle of the night, night for her. Oh no, you tell me. I'm 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 always down. I reckon I it would be really want you guys. this time. This time is good. I really want you guys to work together. I, I would love to do it. He, love he's also it. he's also working on having um uh Noel Lagrasso on. Mm. Mm -hmm. Is that gonna happen soon? She's got some uh health uh she stuff does. going on at the moment. Yeah. Um yeah, I saw the big Vito's uh, doing a, a drive uh, there to, to sell some of his uh, wrestling stuff and some eight by tens and and stuff like that to go towards um, her surgery. So you know, anyone listening, go and support them. Man, they're great people, beautiful people. And um, it, as soon as she's uh, back on her feet, I'd love to ha have Miss Noel on for a conversation. So for you guys who are asking who's that and stuff, and I see Eva, you don't know. I'm um, so Noel Lagrasso is the the wife. A former WWE, TNA, fucking uh, ECW. He worked everywhere. WCW, um, Big Vito Lagrasso. You can oh, follow. He, him. She hosted this the show one time when I was away. Yeah, she she yeah, she was no she was she was a fun. Matter of fact, I like a fun fact. Like I I like to say, if you listen to the intro and you hear the person say, "We're smart," is this <laughs> new is sexy? New That's sexy. Noelle's voice. Noelle. She did it yep. for me. Um, but um, yeah. So follow at 
the Big Vito brand on Twitter, and you'll get the information there. Um, we want to help Noelle, you know, get that surgery. And unfortunately for her, and she's made it very public, she had a stroke literally months after, not even um, after they got married. And Vito's been there every step of the way. So I love Vito. When I go down there to Florida, I'm supposed to see April. I'm, I'm going to see Vito and Noel. We're going to hang out. We're going to Hogan's Beach Shop, brother, for my birthday. What you going to do, brother? <laughs> oh, no. Really? It doesn't work for April, brother. It doesn't that don't work for me. Um, so, April, you want to talk some uh, some McMahon? Yeah. Like, okay. Let's do that since uh, you're, Ooh. you know, go on. Let's, let's go. hear it. Let's hear it. Since I was saying, you know, like I said, earlier this week, somebody sent me. Uh, a message on Twitter saying this tweet aged like fine wine back when all the girls were doing that uh, speaking out hashtag about mm. some of the things that we've experienced in the locker rooms and in wrestling. I put one out about Ashley Mazzaro mm. and I said, I, that, you know, I don't know if you can find that tweet on my page, but I'll it, look for it. I retweeted it I'll again. It and because people didn't really get to know her story. A lot of people don't know what happened to her. But she was raped on tour, on a WWE tour, and she was left behind and in a, in the Middle East to find her way. I'm in the Middle East where there's no rape kits, and she had to find her way back to the United States by herself after all of this. And she was told by McMahon, apparently, just shh, don't talk about it. We have a good situation going on with these people, and we don't want to rock the boat. We, when I was doing wrestling with tragedy on Russo's brand, <clears throat> we covered the Ashley Massaro story. And what I said back then, and I'll, I'll say it again now, WWE failed Ashley. Yeah. And they, they, they failed her massively. And it's like yeah. when you are a company and you are responsible for people and you're taking them um, to another country, whatever, even – when they're working for you, when they're on your watch, you are responsible for their well-being. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and for those listening, yes, we are talking about Ashley Massaro. Yeah. Somebody's asking. When did you tweet it out? I'm sorry. When did you tweet out April? Because uh, the other day, it's on the the older one, the April Hunter uh, Twitter. April Hunter. Your your main one, right? My main one. Cheap right, plug. I'm looking look for it. <laughs> but, the, but the fact is that WWE allowed this to happen and then did nothing about it, then silenced her, they they might as well have put the gun to her head and pulled the trigger. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, and, and that's the way I felt then, and I, and I feel the same way now. I feel like they, they failed her on many, many levels, and they're responsible for her death. I would agree with that. And she left behind a very young daughter. Which is, you know, extremely sad. You know, as a parent, that's the one thing that scares the shit out of me is, is going too soon and, and not seeing my kids, you know. April's um how far down is the tweet? Is it this one right here? This is it, right? Yeah, right in the middle there. All right. Now the one the one that was right, you had it. The one before back. it. This one. Yeah, right there. I, 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 yeah. Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Watch you you want to read you want me to read that or yeah, you can. It? All right, I'll read it. <clears throat> so this is April Hunter. I'm gonna read it as April Hunter. I took like mad major heat for I'm kidding. I'm not gonna that doesn't <laughs> tell you April. I took major heat for this, and yeah. There was that. 
um, feel free to read the comments from 2020. And this is the original tweet right here. It says, hashtag speaking out. Ashley Mazzaro is dead. This is in 2020, by the way, y'all. She was raped on a military base tour overseas and then told and then told to keep her mouth shut by WWE. And she is uh, and she's killed herself not that long ago. Let's not forget her story in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just see. Uh, and somebody wrote and said, I wish she was here to see what happened um, and how it all turned out. And I said, yeah, I think a lot of us do. I want to see evidence. People ask me, I want to see evidence first. And yeah. And I want, you know, it's funny. Big Vito here. Who said that I want to see evidence first? Somebody says, no, this is some, some, somebody. Uh, oh yeah. Or- I mean, this, this particular thread is not that bad, but I've, I've got all kinds of nasty comments like, you know. I wanted to talk. We're going to talk about Vince McMahon, but I also want to talk about John John Laurinaitis, who Vito Big, hates. Ah, uh, oh, a lot of people don't care for him. Bigwig says, "You look, April. You look like a genius for not taking that contract." Yeah, I did turn down, turn them down, um, back in the day when they, they. It seemed like they were asking a lot of me. I was in Boston, and they wanted to send me to OVW to train, and in order to do it, that when in that particular time. Uh, you know, they say we're interested in putting on our developmental contract um, with some of our girls to train. Um, we want you to go down there, but we want you to be single and dedicate yourself to hundred percent to learning your craft. And um, I was like, that's great. I really appreciate the opportunity, but why are you requiring me to be single? What does my personal life have to do with my ability to, be in the ring and learn wrestling and would you ask this of a man so i never really got an answer to that but i i ended up declining because i felt like well they're going to take my name they're going to have me shut down all my sites i'm going to lose my independence and my own income i'm going to put all my eggs in one basket with them and then they're going to tell me how to run my personal life too i'm like that's a lot and for a five hundred dollar developmental contract every week, where you might not make everything, make make it back. You know what I mean? You might not go anywhere if somebody doesn't like you. I'm like that is a big gamble, especially yeah. since I've already I already had things over here going on. I was like, eh, you know. Oh, these jerk offs blocked me. You got blocked again from somebody. The Bella Twins. Oh. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Why are you harassing people online? No, I wasn't Ray. harassing anybody. I, what are this you is, doing, right? So here's the deal. So at the, the everybody Bellas, likes the Bellas. At the Bellas. So um, long story short, they they put out a tweet, mm-hmm. and they said that they were, and I quote, shocked that that this was happening. Oh, nobody. We didn't fucking know this. I find it, and I did a video on this on TikTok. Follow me at Big Ray Hernandez. Cheap mm-hmm. plug. I did a video. And I'm saying, yeah, it's possible that, you know, people live with axe murderers and not know it. But knowing who we know and what we know and, and that type of thing, um, I find it very hard to believe that they were shocked that Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis were involved in this type of debauchery. So I basically I basically kind of called them on it respectfully. I was super respectful. Yeah. Unfortunately, that tweet got over twenty five thousand <laughs> impressions and i just went to i went to pull up their tweet and now i'm blocked well well dude that's come on man like vince mcmahon's a sick twisted fuck bro you you don't think he tried to put it on the bella twins bro 
You don't, th- you don't think he honestly had a thing for going, never had twins before, pal. Listen, he probably has. Um, we'll talk <laughs> off air because there are things, things, things that, you know, with John Laurinaitis, John Laurinaitis is no fucking angel. And 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 if you follow Vito, big Vito Lagrasso over on 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 his uh on his uh, TikTok, he's hated John Laurinaitis. I think for five thousand something days. He every day he does a different. I hate John Laurinaitis for this. It's hilarious. Please go check that out. Yeah. But but so what did you want to bring up about the Vince McMahon thing in particular? Which one, me or appears me? No, I just thought it was interesting. I you know I listened to uh, the the story. And the debauchery behind it, you know, like naming the different colored dildos after the wrestlers. And if you guys haven't heard the details of that, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's highly entertaining. I suggest it. Um, I mean, what is your opinion on all of that? I'm assuming you guys all heard the details. Mm. At first I was like, oh, it's just some girl saying mm-hmm. that. Uh, this is going on once again, who's probably disgruntled or whatever. And then I heard, you know, you never, I mean, you, you get that every once in a while. And then I heard the details. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I want to hear from, I want to hear from, well, I hear from I like, Oh, okay. Well, it, it all came out because Vince didn't pay the, like it was a $3 million. Like there's a reason for that for, for the girl. Right. Okay. So she got paid out a million dollars, didn't get the rest of the money and then goes, all right, this NDA is out the window. Let's go. And then drops the whole whole thing. So here's my take on it. I th- I think possibly there's there's a couple of different scenarios here. I think that quite definitely there was a relationship between oh, her and wait, wait, let me interrupt for a second. So John Laurinaitis is the Bella twins stepfather. Yeah, he's married to their mother, Kathy something. Oh, well, John Laurinaitis is right underneath of all of that. So of course it's shocking. Well, I also I also did a video that, you know. Is it possible that John Cena knew? That's why he didn't continue a relationship with Nikki Bella. Did he bail out? And this is just before he blew up in Hollywood, John Cena. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, they kind of, Stephanie McMahon decided to kind of disappear off the face of the earth. Uh, I don't know, man. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I just did not, I was not aware oh, no. of that. Um, yeah, so I, I think there was definitely a relationship between the two of them. Um, and th- there's two different scenarios here. I think Vince probably just went, yeah, I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Like, this is whatever. I'm done. And this is her as a jealousy thing, as a reaction to it. Um, or the other side of it is that it's true and Vince is just a really sick, twisted fuck. And John Laurinaitis is... You know what I mean? Like, because there's so many factors. Like, I read that Shane McMahon knew about this type type of shit going down for years, and that's why he left. I think what oh nine Shane left. Yeah, yeah that was I always wondered why he distanced himself. And, and apparently, because the the personal relationship between him and Vince has been strained for years as well, he left because Vince kept on trying to encourage him to indulge in the similar sort of behaviors, and Shane was like, "Yeah, I ain't about that life." And he left. And apparently that was the same reason why Stephanie and Triple H left. I think, what was that, 20, 2022, 2000, for a short period of time? She came right back when he left. Because they, they had discovered what was going on. They were trying to make changes there. And then when right. Triple H had, had his heart issue, <laughs> Vince then goes in going, right, I'm losing control in certain Vince aspects. And then, but then starts letting go of Triple H's... You know, people like Regal, etc. Mm-hmm. Pierce, look at your screen, Pierce. 
He's the Vince McMahon. Oh. Allegedly, this is this is what Vince McMahon was working with. The safety. Really? Oh <laughs> That's a nice uh, looking dick. You fucking. I know, man. right? Yeah. So Hooper says she was fine, not saying anything until she didn't get the rest of the money. Um, and then, um, if, if it All was right. about pot, wait a second. <clears throat> Hang on, I saw something else there. Curious. This one you say. Curious thing is she's in the 67 pages that stated over and over again that it was forced, unprotected sex. It, it was also supposed to be violent. Oh, but Vince no mention. allegedly took a shit on her head while they were, while yeah. John, John Laurinaitis was banging her. But, Dude, like, you know but, what? Like, yeah, like, that's some weird uh, fucking thing. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. But, no, wait, but no mention of unwanted pregnancy or abortions. Yeah, but forced, unprotected. Well, starts forced, starts forced. That's a no-go. Unprotected sex. You don't know if you're catching anything. He no. could have given her HIV. So, so it doesn't. The abortion, the abortions or pregnancy is a, a misnomer. The unprotected sex, you could get something that lasts forever, other than a baby. L- let me just clarify something. So the reason why why Vince McMahon, the NDAs weren't paid for, was because of this. Vince McMahon signed. He 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 did these. He made these. Created these M- NDAs. Excuse me. Behind the WWE's back. Nobody knew it. Nobody knew this was happening. Number one. Once the WWE was bought out, Ari Emanuel, TKO, they found out about those and they stopped the payments on the NDAs. This is why people believe that Ari Emanuel worked, using fucking wrestling terms, he he fooled Vince McMahon to think he was going to be working with him. And Mm -hmm. he has been, in fact, working with Stephanie and Triple H and, and, and Nick Khan to get Vince McMahon the fuck out of the WWE and to screw him over. Does that kind of, now does it kind of make sense to you guys? You know what's interesting about Ari Emanuel? Do you know, um, do you remember the show Entourage? Of yeah. course. Remember Ari Gold? Ari. Of course. Love Ari. Ari Gold is based on Ari Emanuel, who was the real life agent for Mark Wahlberg. No way. Yeah. Go, go look it up. Go look it up. 100%. He apparently Ari Emanuel popped so much for the Ari Gold character. He started incorporating <laughs> from the show in his day-to-day fucking thing. Yeah. Like it was it was exaggerated, but apparently it wasn't that much exaggerated. If the, you you know what I mean? Like apparently like Ari was like <laughs> yeah, I mean, so in a couple of years, there's probably going to be some shit on Ari Emanuel come out, man. Because if you remember the Entourage series, he wasn't exactly a Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. But he had a good heart. Wow. Kind of. He's hilarious, bro. <laughs> Ari. And, and uh, Cole Awesome Dude says there's so many controversies, uh, controvers- controversies, scandals, and allegations in the entire wrestling world. You're not wrong. Yeah, what it looks like to you guys versus what's going on behind that curtain is something totally different. What about we always, we always liken it to politics? I mean, it's a very, very similar to politics. Everybody works together to produce a product to fool the people out there. <laughs> you, you know what, April? It's funny is like the, when wrestling fans, and I used to think this before I was involved in the business, where it'd be like, you know, you think you understand, go, oh yeah, wrestling, the politics in the, in this and that, and the fans go on about it. You don't truly know what it's like until you are working inside it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until you oh, can yeah. actually see what it's like. And I'm not a wrestler, but I work inside wrestling in managing and other sort of stuff, but I still see it. But when you go into the performer level, man, it's a different, 
you know what I mean? Like different things. You see people trying to get reactions out of people. Going, oh, you know what I mean? That's why, like, I've told young wrestlers, like, oh, this person said this about me at the show and made me feel this way. And I just go, no, sell it. Just ignore it. Move on. Yep, yep. Okay, you're being tested. Yep. What? People can't, shouldn't do that. It's wrestling. You're being tested. <laughs> you're always being tested. I remember going backstage. I was, um, I was in LA after the WrestleMania out there and they brought me out, um, to meet me and have me meet the writers and everything in, uh, WWE, which was WWF at the time. And Trish was there and I hadn't seen her in a while. So I, I worked some of the fitness competitions and things with her. And I saw, her, I was like, Hey, what's up? And she's like, she looked miserable, miserable. And I said, I said, what, how's it going? She's like, it's going. And I said, so what do you think of everything? I, I said, I was, I'm, you know, thinking of, of doing this. And she's like, it's not what you think. Mm. I was mm. like, really? She goes, yeah, I can't really talk, but it's just not what you think. No truer words were ever spoken. <laughs> like, 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 you know, people are bringing up China. You yeah. know, China, God, yeah. God rest his soul. You ever worked with China? You ever worked with China? Guys? I have, yeah. I worked with her. I, oh, I have. Or have you? I met, I got to meet her a couple times and she was just so, I thought she was just, you just see kindness off of her. Like, she's so sweet. She, she was one way or the other. Well, not, not, I mean, she was, I saw her in different states, uh, depending on where she was in life. So I worked with her. At a convention out in um, San Francisco, yeah. Steve Steve said he took an awesome picture of China and, and me together during at a what was that? That was the Arnold Classic, right? Yeah, we were at the Arnold Classic. We worked on a film together called Just Another Romantic Wrestling Comedy. Mm. Um, so we worked together a couple of times, and sometimes she was very, very much. You could tell she was an introvert. She's very reserved, Shy. very quiet. Very yeah, kind of sweet, shy. Mm -hmm. um, and other times she was kind of like, you could tell that she was under the influence of something. Depending, right? Well, that's the yeah. demons. That's the difference. Like yeah. I've mentioned, my brother a thousand times. You know, my brother's the the golden heart of of me and my other brother. There's three of us, and my brother is like just a wonderful person, but he did terrible things because of that drug addiction. Yeah, and it's it's not the same person. But, Do you think um, she was bipolar or like had some sort of split personality? Because there was times that you'd see her, and I, I never met her or spoke to her on a personal level, but just seeing certain things where you'd see her have these meltdowns, and then see her have these massive highs, and then these other massive meltdowns, it was very reminiscent of bipolar, bipolar disorder. Yeah, yeah it's bipolar. very possible. I mean, there's an extraordinary amount of people in in uh, performing arts and just the arts in general, arts and music who are bipolar because the same, mm. the same chemicals that make you crazy as same you know, chemicals that make you creative. And I say mm. that as a bipolar person. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, you know, creativity and crazy goes hand in hand. So it's, it's, I, you know, I couldn't say, but it's uh, entirely possible. All in all, I, th I think that this is just the, we're just like on the the whole Vince McMahon WWE thing. We, we've known shit since the eighties. <laughs> the Wait, cream team. Uh, Colin. Colin says you gotta love Ray completely forgetting the fact that April trained at the same school Triple H in China came out of. Oh, shut up, Colin. Shut <laughs> yes, up. I you went know, to I went to Killer Kowalski's. Yeah, this is Colin. This is Colin right here. When, when I think of Colin, I hear this all the time. All I can tell you, sir, is that he's gay. Gay, gay. That's Colin. Every time <laughs> Thanks, I think of Colin, Colin. I hear that. 
I was hey, going to bring it up, but since you did, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> and thank you, Chowney, man. <laughs> but uh, but I, heard, I, I heard China actually was like near the end was demanding like the same money that Stone Cold uh, was getting and The Rock was getting as well. Like apparently like she was making some outlandish demands. But wasn't okay to okay. Let's play the opposite there. But wasn't she yeah. kind of a superstar in her own right? She had done she Playboy, hundred percent, hundred percent. She created a character that nobody had ever done before. Uh, she yeah. had her own look. She did quite a transition as far as what she looked like, and she earned it back in the day where transition actually meant something good. Um, it, you know, I mean, she's she's she did a lot for wrestling and for women in wrestling and she did a lot of unique things should she not have been paid she's one of the you know like top what five top whatever at that particular time yeah she was up i don't know i mean she's definitely someone that they should have kept happy i mean like i'm not saying that what someone's should be worth whatever but wwe didn't think she was worth what they were paying those stars because she was a freaking woman because she's a female and I'm not listen. I'm not that that the crowd that guy popped be, when she walked out. I'm not that guy that's going to be like, yeah, you should watch the WNBA because it's women. No, I think WNBA sucks, but her product, China, mm-hmm. who she yeah, was, that's right. Her, China did Playboy twice, and she was on the cover both times. And, and she would have been a lot of money for WWE, a lot of money, yeah, a lot of money. But you know what? Well, it's interesting though. Like I heard, remember Vince telling me a story once that um, Vince who. I, Russo, Russo? Then, Russo, like in in '98 when they had those inflatable King of the Ring chairs, and Sable went out to go and do a promote promo or something like that, and he said she got the biggest pop of the night, like bigger than than Austin, and he goes, "This is peak Attitude Era," and he goes, and Russo said he goes, he was standing there, Undertaker walked up to Vince and went, "Oh man, we can't have her take that spot of the boys." Mm. You know what I mean? Like she's not one of the boys, and then next week. She's in the human oddities. You know what I mean? So it's a dirty business. Know. It's politics. But I'm saying that time frame, that's the way that unfortunately at that level they looked at the female performers. And it's wrong because they were able to bring in something different. It was very difficult. That's where I started. Mm. And I started on at that particular time. It was extraordinarily difficult uh, to work then. Um, and I ended up working with a lot of guys at that point because there weren't that many females in wrestling and it was, it was, it was difficult, um, at that point. And the things that we dealt with were, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I spoke challenging. to, a, I, I spoke to a, a, um, a woman, uh, Foxy Foxy who wrestled around, um, the East and she told oh, me when she was, that's from Steve. Oh, oh look at that. Yeah. Thanks, Steven. Damn. Steve, how old were you there, Steve. April? Like 11? Oh, I'm trying to think. Twenty. I don't know 20s. how old I was. <clears throat> you know, I was probably pushing thirty. Pushing thirty. Yeah, because like I started 32? wrestling. Yeah, I am. I what was probably no. I think I was about thirty then, because I must have been in wrestling school for two years, and I started wrestling school at like twenty eight. So, because I had a, a career previous to wrestling, so yeah. But yeah, she was. Yeah, Do you think was, coming into was, wrestling? A bit- she was just coming off her Playboy um, cover at that point. We were at the Arnold Classic. What was that, Pierce? I was going to say, do you think coming into wrestling a bit like older at age 28, you were a bit more like smartened up and worldly and saw through a lot of the bullshit? Uh, in theory, but I still don't know if I saw through some of the bullshit. I just wanted to 
um, if I'd seen through some of the bullshit, I probably would have walked away a lot faster than I did. Mm. Um, cause I know people came up to me and said, you're going to get hurt. This is going to, you're going to get hurt in every way possible, physically, mentally, it's going to be abusive in every way possible. And it's going to have a lasting effect on your body. And I was like, okay. And let me get in the ring. And I just, you know, I just want to be famous. And, you know, I just, I, I wish I had listened to them a little bit more because uh, they were right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but yeah, I do, I do think coming in, um, having had a previous career and already having, you know, I was a burlesque, a professional dancer, a burlesque dancer and a feature entertainer where I toured the entire country and was paid for it. Mm. I think having that made it so I wasn't desperate. And I also wasn't a wrestling fan. I was a UFC fan, um, MMA fan. I grew up in martial arts, but I wasn't a wrestling fan. So that also made it so I wasn't tripping over people wanting to get to get there just because it was something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think I probably would have done better if I waited like, you know, eight more years and then I would have been like, yeah, this is bullshit. But um, yeah, I don't know if I think that's why they like to have people so young. Um, They try to get to people so young now, not just in wrestling, but in everything, because Mm -hmm. the younger you are, the less experience you have, the less, less wisdom you have, and you'll just fall for anything and get paid anything. And you don't know any better and you'll sign your life away and you'll sign any contract that's why like a lot of comic book creators, they've created these amazing cat, you know, catalogs of work and they're making movies out of this stuff. And the comic book creators, the artists are older now and they receive nothing for it because they signed their life away at a young age without knowing what they were signing. Same with a lot of musicians. They signed their life away with their record labels and they don't get anything for it. And then, you know, it's, they like young for that reason because young is dumb. Mm. Do you remember years ago they did the um, rock star in excess show when they went and searched for a star and it was kind of like an American Idol type show <clears throat> and they ran it for like a couple of months and the guy that ended up winning it went on like did a world tour with in excess, recorded an album with in excess, and then world tour finishes. They're like, all right, man, good work. Later. See you, mate. We're <laughs> off. And yeah. then he's like, they, they fired me. I, I was a member of the band and blah, blah, blah. And in excess's manager was like, no, you signed a contract to be a contractor, part of the band. And they just left this guy out and about because it's like, yep, you, you see the big lights and opportunity and TVs and cameras yep. and all that. Yeah, sign there without reading that fine print. Yep. Yeah, they basically just used them for the tour and they mm. took the publicity from it. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, Chris, that's exactly right. <laughs> He's like young, dumb, know. and full of cum, right? Well, not all, you know, not the other half, but oh, yeah, yeah. Then again, yeah, I, mean, I guess these days you never know. Um, but yes. Anyway, yeah, you, you learn, you learn. And uh, Steve said China was super cool when I asked permission to take the picture with April. Yeah, she was. So I, I can't say anything bad about her. I, I just. I wish she had gone a different route. Like I wish she had gone into her own fitness enterprise and done like, you know, downloadable fitness videos and a whole range of pay-per-view videos and her own line of workout gear. And, you know, the Jillian Michaels route, 
mm-hmm. you know, got gotten a reality show, whipping people into shape. I wish she had gone that route um, mm-hmm. instead of the one that she did. Not that I have anything against uh, porn at all. It's a legit thing, but I think that that probably might have been more beneficial for her. Mm. It's interesting because, like, I heard Triple H say the reason why she would never be inducted into the Hall of Fame is because what if a young girl Googles China? Oh, give me and, and I'm sitting there going, problem. well, before that, they they had no problem putting X-Pac in. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay, yeah. Like, what, was, wasn't he uh, in one of those scenes? <laughs> like, I think he was in all of them. Yeah. He was in with the Johnny. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But, uh, like I always looked at her near her later on of life, uh, her end of life, and just seeing like people just really took advantage of her, and they just sort of latched 100%. on. And I think she seemed like someone who was very—I don't want to say naive, but someone who was very trusting and probably looking to be loved. Well, a lot of the people that have all the tattoos and muscles are usually the ones they build up that cage around themselves because oh, they're like usually Pierce. the most, they're the most you, gentle. Yeah, yeah, they're the most they're the most gentle souls. So they build a, a big fuck off appearance with the piercings and the tattoos and the muscles because they're the ones that would give you the shirt off their back. Get it? Pierce piercings. Ah. So anyway. do you guys have a few more minutes to talk about this one story that was fascinating to me? Yes, we can close out with that. Because my wife's gonna beat me okay. in a good way. All right. And I just want to say that uh <clears throat> real quick, thank our sponsors. Uh if you are looking to not lose your money and invest wisely by gold and silver, precious metals are where it's at. So look at aprilhunter.gold and go see if a package there works for you. You can invest with as little as $50. And if you buy a recurring package, use the code 1776 and it'll get you some free constitutional silver. That way you are not losing money with cash. You're investing smart yes wolfpack gold um so there is a story that was really interesting and i i looked up some some information about there's a story about a woman who was taking heat because she had her only fans speaking of adult situations and stigma mm-hmm. her only fans uh page was splashed across the back of her car and her kid's school or her son's school or whatever it was her son's school requested her to not pick him up in that particular car they said she could park across the way but they would prefer that she didn't pick him up at that school with that only fans page now the son would too probably now here's the here's the catch right it was a christian school oh right so uh. she's upset and of course the, the parents are upset. And as somebody who does have an OnlyFans, OnlyFans April Hunter, um mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's it's not it's not porn, it's not, you know, it's it's fluffy and cosplay and things like that. Big um, ass titties. Sorry. That's right. But as an OnlyFans <laughs> model there, um, I I kind of I'm siding with the school on this one because that's some public school shit. And when you are paying to go to a private school or charter school or Christian school. That is something that you are trying to keep your children away from, you know? So I, I don't understand. I don't think that she has a a leg to stand on, on the argument here. What is your opinion on this? You go ahead, Pierce. I mean, you got to give her points for marketing, right? (laughs) 
But I feel like, man, when you've got a kid and you're picking your kid up in school and like, we were all kids, man. Kids are fucking assholes, right? Like, they are oh, assholes. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, dude, if I was a kid today and I saw like another kid in my school's mum rock up with an OnlyFans page. <laughs> Dude, I'm taking the piss. Like, I'm I'm subscribing oh, yeah. straight away. Like, I'm getting oh, yeah. screenshots, right? And passing like, it around. Yeah, like, what do you think this do- does to her kid? Um, my, my take on OnlyFans and stuff, look, it, it, it is what it is. I believe women that do it, go make your money. You know what I mean? You, you, you've got, you've, if you've got time, looks, and people want to sub- subscribe and support, go do it. I mm-hmm. the only downside I think to it to OnlyFans, which I think boosted during the lockdown thing, whereas I th- think it teaches a generation of young men that affection and communication with a female can be transactional and yeah. is transactional and it normalizes that. That's my only downside against uh, on it. Like I said, the people that do it, hey, make that money, boo boo. But well, the mom, yeah, you're in the wrong, baby. But but, but, the, but, but the thing is that so I think April's asking. And so I come from a Christian home mm. and it's kind of like, how can I put this? If I walk into a, it's kind of like, like going into a, a vegan's house, eating a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? I, I guess yeah. I could put it that way. It's it's kind of like, yeah. a, if, like, like your friends are vegan. They invite you into their home. You know, they're vegan. You walk just, in with a fucking, fucking hummus, with a fucking rack of lamb. And you're like <laughs> chewing it at, at their doorstep, trying to get into so the house. What are you saying? You want to walk into this person's house jerking off? Well, I, I would. I've done it many times, but, but the thing is this, the thing is this, like you're going to a Christian school, you have to use some type of, you know, tact. decorum, tact, Class. Uh, you know, like I said, nothing wrong with what she's doing on her personal time. But then again, you know, you, you brought up a good point, Pierce. Like, what is it going to do to her kid? Yeah. Big week says she'll scream bloody murder if her kids get bullies because of this, but right? I got one more for you. I got another one. That story led to another story about a teacher who started an OnlyFans page with, they had, she had young kids in her class. So this teacher in Arizona started an OnlyFans page, apparently with, I don't know if it was her husband or whatever, but they filmed the content in her classroom. I saw that. She, she filmed it in her classroom and this was, this was some adult content. Okay. So, and then she says that she blocked the entire state of Arizona from being able to access her page. So she doesn't know how her students got it because apparently all her students got it and passed it around. Again, peers, like what you said, the kids are going to find it and they're going to pass it around. So her, her defense was, well, if you paid us a living wage, I cannot exist. We cannot exist. Her and her husband. We cannot exist on what we're paid as a teacher. If you paid us a living wage, we would actually not need to open an OnlyFans page. So let me tell you what the average teacher makes in Arizona. So the salary range for a teacher is $58,000 for a teacher in Arizona. It goes between 47 and 69. Um, Yes. So here are where teachers make money. So, or, or what they make. Here's a, here's a quick thing. So in New York, the average teacher makes $92,000. 
Massachusetts is $88,900. California is $87,000. Pennsylvania is $72,000. Hawaii is $67,000. Ohio, $63. Texas, $58. Alabama, $55. Montana, $55. Florida is one of the lowest paying at 51, yet has some of the top schools. Top five schools. Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Jersey, California, Florida. And how top schools are ranked is whose students earned an outstanding score in math, reading, and science, and scored high in college exams, and graduated highest in class. So I'm going to say bullshit that this woman was living way over her needs, and she's not, she was living over her ability you know, over her means. And while I don't think there's anything wrong with what she was doing, I think you have to kind of choose your poison. And I think that a lot of people don't understand the difference between want and need, because if you can't make a living on average at $58,000 in Arizona and you're married, so whatever he's making, and you're trying to justify doing hardcore porn in a classroom with where your kids are going to find it, I think you need to reevaluate. I imagine little Jimmy just picking up a rubber and going, what's this miss? Right. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, 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 my final question is this, where the fuck did all these, where the fuck were all these hot teachers when I was in high school? Like my teacher, my, my teacher looked like this. That <laughs> right. My and that's, that, that was, that was just those are female teachers. That's that was Mrs. a female. Jones. That was my phys- right. female phys ed teacher. Yeah. That was, that was Mrs. Mrs. Brown who ran, and that was our gym teacher. Yeah, I, no yeah well, I got I got kicked out of sex education when I was 14. Of course you did, you bastard. I just did put my hand up and asked if not, uh, 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 that's no, story, no, no, that's because <laughs> that, that's that, that's because Pierce Pierce was like, I, I want to, you know, he went to show and tell and he's gonna show his wrestling doll and he goes and he brought this thing into uh to the classroom. <laughs> no, I got kicked out what because it was, do, sex, brother? It, was sex, it was sex education and I put my hand up. I said, Is can we do practical? And if we do, can I please go with Stacy because she's really hot. Just uh, like get out, get, just leave. You piece of shit. That's I'm terrible. Funny. I was 14. I'm 14. No, that fine. is funny. Gam Wolfers the same. Retail workers earn roughly twenty to twenty five thousand a year. So how is that livable? And they and they don't get summers it's off. Not, it's not. <laughs> or or holidays. They work twice yeah. on holidays. Yeah, and they don't get summers off. So I think you. I think we have a problem with gratitude in this country. Uh, so I think we have to learn to be grateful. For what we have i think we have to learn to live within our means or under our means and i'm going to leave you with this little nugget something nice. else to remember so and this has nothing to do with anything it's just a nugget of information when you're eating remember what i said about our food being contaminated and eating real food just know that every single bite is either nourishing you or killing you and it is your choice so we are making that choice every single day, two, three, four, five times a day. So nourishment or killing you. So I've dealt with a lot of death and uh, sickness lately. And I've, I've, I've seen this firsthand. And I just wanted to remind you guys that you have to take your health into your, it's your own responsibility. So please do that. So thank you for being here. 
Hey Pierce, why don't you put over and pontificate your uh, your stuff one more time before we go and where we could uh, listen to you and watch you and and uh, and what was it jerk off to you? What, what did you ask me before? <laughs> we're, yeah, not Stacey. Sure. we're not Stacy. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Go check out my only fit. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, you can find me on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Uh, Piers Austin on Twitch, the Piers Austin, and uh, on social media everywhere. Piers Austin. Uh, go like, share, subscribe, and thank you guys for uh, having me be a part of this wonderful A show. It's been great talking to both of you. Uh, April more than Big Ray, but oh, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you guys letting me be a part of it. No, thank yeah. you for letting us know you were free. We appreciate having you on. So hey, I'm sitting yeah. at home with. Nothing to do. If, if, if anything ever pops up regarding uh, kangaroos or Australia, we're going to bring you right back on. How's that taste? Hey, let's do it. Tastes great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll see you next week, April. Anything? Uh, not really. Just wanted to say thank you for being here. I appreciate it. If you came out to MegaCon, thank you big time. And I just wanted to let you know you're appreciated. That's all. You can catch me on Real April Hunter on Instagram or Patreon April Hunter. And mwah. 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 We love you guys. We will see you next week. Mwah. Mwah. Happy anniversary to us. Oh shit, that's right. It's, it's our like, three year anniversary. Three years. Yeah. Three I mean, years. Three fucking year anniversary. Yeah, three years. Wow. All of you have been with us for all three years. Yeet. Thank you. I almost that. Oh my god. Yes, three boy. Years, you guys. Woo! Congratulations, three years. guys. Three years. Yeah, it's three years. Yeah. See you guys. We made three years. Thank you for being here. Woo! (laughs) Tell me when I'm telling lies. We don't tell no lies ever. No lies. Goodbye, guys. (laughs) Yeet!